It's nine after the hour here in Atlanta. I'm Eric Erickson. This is Atlanta's Evening News on WSB. Good evening. We got light showers in the northern part of the metro area around Canton, between Canton and Cumming. Most of the heavy stuff still in Alabama, So, and it's headed south. It's not even daring to enter our fair state. So we got to get into this Jeff Sessions stuff, and that was going to be the big story, but I, I'm suddenly befuddled, and I think I have an even bigger story. Somebody wants to spend $2.4 billion, billion with a B, to start a cricket league in the United States of America. Cricket. No, I'm not talking about bugs. Those of you in the South, they think Atlanta would be ripe for a cricket team. I kid you not. Cricket is the boringest British sport you could possibly think of next to soccer. I mean, it's even more boring than soccer. At least with soccer, you you run around the field and you, you kick balls. And this one, no. You've got the little wicked bat and you've got the little guys who throw the little pitch and you run back and forth. It's just cricket is the worst and they want to build a cricket field in atlanta not only that they want a stadium valued between 70 and 125 million dollars in atlanta for a cricket team and no before you ask this guy's mother was not a hamster and his father did not smell of elderberries no uh, but apparently this guy is he's, he's an indian british guy who likes cricket and he wants a 2.4 billion dollar cricket league in the united states you got two half empty coconuts and you're banging them together I mean, that's what this guy is doing. For those of you who get the Monty Python references here, that's all I can think of is this has got to be a Monty Python sketch. Someone wants to build a $70 million cricket stadium in Atlanta, Georgia, thinking that there would be a big enough fans. That is crazy. That is totally crazy. But hey, we got a soccer team now in Atlanta, so anything could happen. Okay, the phone number 404-872-0750-1800, WSB-TALK. The President of the United States is angry with Jeff Sessions, very angry with Jeff Sessions. Sessions gets the job. Right after he gets the job, he recuses himself. Was that a mistake? Well, Sessions should have never recused himself and if he would if he was going to recuse himself he should have told me before he took the job and i would have picked somebody else mm -hmm. he gave you no heads up at all in any sense zero okay. so jeff sessions takes the job gets into the job recuses himself i then have uh, which which frankly i think is very unfair to the president how do you take a job and then recuse yourself? If he would have recused himself before the job, I would have said, thanks, Jeff, but I can't, you know, I'm not going to take you. It's extremely unfair, and that's a mild word to the president. So he recuses himself. I then end up with a second man who's a deputy. Well, there's a problem here with what the president has said about Jeff Sessions. Jeff Sessions himself in hot water for something he's done today and yesterday. I'll tell you about that. But first, let's check with Mark McKay, who's looking at 285. Thank you, sir. A cricket team in Atlanta. This is just ridiculous. 
Okay. So the president, the, here's the problem with what the president has done with Jeff Sessions today with this New York Times um, interview. And by the way, Jeff Sessions says he's not resigning. He tendered his resignation to the president last month when the president expressed anger over this and the president refused to accept it. Uh, it looks like the president just wants to be bitter about this. The problem is that Jeff Sessions is the most loyal Trump supporter in Washington, D.C. Jeff Sessions endorsed Donald Trump when he had multiple colleagues in the Senate running and it was still a wide open race. Jeff Sessions went with Donald Trump. He didn't have to go with Donald Trump. There was no guarantee Donald Trump could win. In fact, at the time he endorsed Donald Trump, it wasn't a sure thing Donald Trump could win at all and he still did. He has been with Donald Trump from the beginning. He helped Donald Trump staff his office. You know, Stephen Miller, who's one of the president's favorite aides, Stephen Miller came from Jeff Sessions' office. Jeff Sessions helped the president staff the White House. Jeff Sessions helped the president staff cabinet departments. Jeff Sessions has been the guy the president has relied on repeatedly for things. And if the president is not willing to show loyalty to Jeff Sessions and understand the circumstances by which Jeff Sessions had to recuse himself, you got a lot of people in Washington who are loyal Trump defenders wondering, is he going to be loyal to me when the time comes? It undermines the support of the president for him to do this to a guy as loyal as Jeff Sessions. No other attorney general, probably, if they had any sort of background with Donald Trump, would have been in a position uh, to Trump want him to be the attorney general. Jeff Sessions is the guy Trump should want in the room. Now, yes, he had to recuse himself in the Russia situation, and another attorney general might not have had to recuse himself. But... Jeff Sessions there for every other fight. And another attorney general would not have been in the room as much with Trump. Another attorney general would not have seen as eye to eye with Donald Trump. Another attorney general might not have been as loyal to the president as Jeff Sessions. So, yeah, the president's got a problem here, but let's be real honest here. The problem with the president in Russia is a problem of the president's own making. Jeff Sessions didn't create the Russia problem. The president and his family created the Russia problem. Jeff Sessions had nothing to do with it. Sessions, in fact, had to recuse himself because he went to meetings for the president where the Russians showed up. That's a real problem. He had to recuse himself. But he's otherwise got the president's back. And he could still act to fire Mueller. He could. He could pressure Rosenstein to or yeah, Rosenstein to fire Mueller. Does he really want a Chris Christie, for example, who's out there throwing the president under the bus every opportunity he gets, showing his true colors? If you're if you're the president of the United States and you've got a guy like Jeff Sessions who has had your back the entire time when he didn't have to, he had a comfy job in the Senate where he would have been easily reelected. You don't want to do that to him because it sends a signal to the rest of your staff that you might not be so loyal to them, that loyalty is a one-way streak. And if loyalty is a one-way streak in the White House, you're going to get more leaks. You're going to get more people deciding, you know, we can scuttle this presidency without consequences. 
the president is emboldening the leakers within his own administration who are happy to scuttle his administration solely for their own personal advancement because they know there's no loyalty from the president. They know now there's no guarantee of advancement from the president. If he gets fickle with you, he can throw you under the bus in a heartbeat. There's no, there's no two-way loyalty. That's a real problem, particularly when you're in a situation right now where this White House is impressively embattled. By all sides, this White House is embattled. There are Republicans coming after the president. There are Democrats coming after the president. The media is coming after the president. You name it. Everybody's coming after the president and his White House. There are very few people who are willing to go out and stand up for the president, to be loyal soldiers for the president. And Jeff Sessions is one of them. And Jeff Sessions will go on TV to this day and defend the president if he needs to. And then the president says this about Jeff Sessions. That sends a real bad message to the president's employees who are going on TV making fools of themselves to protect the man. It's not a good thing for the president to do. If he wants to be mad about Jeff Sessions, he should be mad about Jeff Sessions for what Sessions has done with civil asset forfeiture which should be a scandal in and of itself, and Sessions should rethink it. I'll tell you what I'm talking about when we come back. Atlanta's news, weather, and traffic, plus WSB's Eric Erickson. Atlanta's Evening News, sponsored by Comcast Business. This is WSB. It is 26 past the hour. I'm Eric Erickson. This is Atlanta's Evening News with WSB. The phone number 404-872-0750-1800. WSB Talk. You don't have to sleep hot anymore because during Mattress Firm's coolest sleep sale ever, you can get the latest in cooling mattress technology, like the exclusive Serta iComfort Temp Touch and the new Beautyrest Black Hybrid Memory Foam with black ice. You can beat the summer nights with a free cooling bundle. Get up to two free pillows and a free mattress protector with select purchases. You can get Serta Queen mattresses for only $499.99 and with Mattress Firm's daily deals, you're guaranteed to find an amazing deal every day like free pillows, up to 50% off mattresses from brands you love and more. Visit a store today to find out what the daily deal is. With 15 Queen mattresses under $699.99, there is something for everyone. Even like a Hampton Roads Pillow Top Queen mattress for $209.99. Visit your local mattress firm and get back to school offers as well when you show your school ID. If you want a better night's sleep and a great deal on getting a better night's sleep to give you a good night's sleep, go into Mattress Firm today. I think you should. Uh, let's see. Uh, breaking news. Multiple people have been shot at a cemetery in Indiana. My goodness gracious. You know, that reminds me. There's a story out today of a lady. Her daughter was killed during the uh, Aurora Aurora Theater shooting. Uh, you know, the James Holmes, the guy who went into the Dark Knight Rising uh, showing in Aurora, Colorado it was, and shot the place up and killed a girl. And this girl's mother joined the Brady handgun violence, whatever people. They convinced her to sue the store where James Holmes bought his ammunition. Now, he legally bought the ammunition, and the store complied with the law. They, they did nothing wrong. There was no law breached. And yet, this couple sues, and they claim they're suing to try to force the company to change the way it does business and to comply with the laws. Well, it complied with the law. Well, now they're going bankrupt. Not the store, the, the couple that sued. They're going bankrupt 
because they lost the lawsuit and now have to pay the attorney's fees of the gun store, as they should. And you know who they think the bad guy is here? They think the gun store is the bad guy, not the Brady handgun violence people. The Brady campaign people are the ones who convinced them to file a lawsuit. I'm sure someone had to convince them that it was a good lawsuit, that they had legal standing to be able to do it. The judge threw out the lawsuit. That's one of the grievances of this mother. She never even got her day in court. She didn't even get to see the judge. It was just all based on the pleadings, based on the documents. Well, of course it was. What do you think? You had no standing. And then this woman in her, her column, she wrote it, of course, at Mother Jones, a left-wing magazine, that, that someone should have prevented James Holmes from getting military-style weapons. He had an AR-15, which isn't a military-style weapon. Yes, he had a lot of ammunition, but he lawfully bought his guns, so he was legally allowed to buy the ammunition. And these people are upset at the gun store. No, they should be upset at the lawyers who convinced them they had a case. Absolutely ridiculous. It is infuriating that these people now want to be made the victim because they're going bankrupt because they did something stupid. They, they were victims because their daughter died. They shouldn't have done this. It's 539 in Atlanta. I am Eric Erickson. This is WSB at Atlanta's Evening News. Uh, let's stick with Jeff Sessions here for a minute. Not the president being angry with him, but civil asset forfeiture, which, you know, I mean, of the, the most boring topics to talk about on radio, I don't know that we could find a topic more boring than civil asset forfeiture, but we still need to talk about it anyway. Uh, because of what Jeff Sessions has done, uh, shame on him for doing what he's done. Civil asset forfeiture is something that the federal government and a lot of state governments have done over the years where they have taken uh, goods, uh, property from people that they've accused of crimes. It's particularly in drugs. Essentially, what they do is they say that uh, these products or these, this piece of property, this house, this land, this car, this clothing, this television, you name it, or this money is ill-gotten gains from drugs, and as a result, uh, you must forfeit it. Here's the catch. The person never has to be found guilty. In fact, in many cases, the person's not found guilty. They're, they're, they're found innocent. And because they're never charged with a crime in some cases, or they're found innocent, you would think they could get their property back, but they can't because the state has already processed their property. They've taken away, and, and they're not entitled to compensation under the law. Think about that for a minute, how unconstitutional that is. And the Supreme Court has gotten it wrong in the past. Justice Thomas has been calling for the Supreme Court to reconsider these things. Jeff Sessions has decided he wants to expand civil asset forfeiture, and he wants to do it through adopted civil asset forfeiture. Let me explain this to you. In a number of states now, uh, Scott Turner, by the way, here in Georgia, in the legislature, has been one of the leading advocates for change on civil asset forfeiture in Georgia. Uh, he and others have pushed laws and many states have adopted them where local and state law enforcement are no longer allowed to do civil asset forfeiture. You're no longer allowed to take someone's property unless they have been found guilty by a jury. Good. That makes sense. That's constitutional. Well, what Jeff Sessions has announced he's doing is he's going to allow state and local law enforcement to do what's called adoptive civil asset forfeiture 
where they adopt a federal civil asset forfeiture claim as their own. They, they take a federal claim. Federal civil asset forfeiture laws are a lot more liberal than state ones anyway. So they allow a local police office. Let's just use the Atlanta Police Department as an example. The federal government would allow the Atlanta Police Department to take a civil asset forfeiture claim that the federal government has against someone and go seize that person's property and keep it all except for 10% and hand 10% over to the federal government. Let's say Georgia has a law that says the Atlanta Police Department's not allowed to engage in civil asset forfeiture. Well, under adoptive claims, they become an agent of the federal government. The local police become an agent of the federal government. And so they're not using Georgia law, they're using federal law. And Jeff Sessions says that's allowed, that's permissible. It shouldn't be, it breaks down federalism. It allows a local police department to essentially become part of the federal government by enacting and enforcing federal laws and taking property on behalf of the federal government. It should be wholly unconstitutional what Sessions is doing. Democrats and Republicans like outrage by this. This is not a conservative or liberal thing. This is a constitutional thing. Liberals and conservatives alike are outraged by it. And don't tell me it hasn't been abused. I've got some amazing cases to share with you that have been abused to show you we need not do what Jeff Sessions wants to do. But before we get there, let's go check traffic with Mark McKay. Thank you, sir. Now, this is from The Washington Post. In 2016, Oklahoma police seized $53,000 owned by a Christian band, an orphanage, and a church after stopping a man on a highway for a broken taillight. A few years earlier, a Michigan drug task force raided the home of a self-described soccer mom suspecting she was not in compliance with the state's medical marijuana laws. They proceeded to take every belonging from the family, including tools, a bicycle, and even her daughter's birthday money. None of these people were charged with crimes. None of these people were found guilty of crimes. But the state decided that drugs were involved. And when the state decided drugs were involved, they decided that all of the assets had been purchased with drug money, whether that was true or not. And so they took it and they never had to give it back. Don't tell me that is constitutional. I don't care what the Supreme Court says. The Supreme Court at one time said separate but equal was constitutional. At one point, the Supreme Court said Dred Scott was constitutional. The Supreme Court is not infallible in the sense that it is. It's only because it's the court of last resort. The Supreme Court can screw things up, and this the Supreme Court has screwed up in the past. And Justice Thomas and others have been saying they need to reconsider it, and they should. Jeff Sessions should never have gone down this road. I realize he wants to be the law and order guy. I realize Jeff Sessions wants to be the the tough enforcer. He doesn't need to go down a road that is clearly unconstitutional. He doesn't need to take people's property without people being found guilty by a court of law without any right to get it back either. And he doesn't need to co-opt local law enforcement to do his dirty work for him. And that's what's happening here. If the president wants to be mad at Jeff Sessions, he should be mad at Jeff Sessions for this. He should not be mad at Jeff Sessions for standing by the president and loyally defending him even though he had to recuse himself. He should be mad at him for doing something as stupid as expanding civil asset forfeiture. It has no business being anything that any law enforcement agency in this country does. 
When everything's changing around you, there's a voice that's consistent and honest. Eric Erickson. Every day, 5 till 7, News 95.5 and AM 750. WSB. I just like to wait for the horns. There we go. I like this song. Welcome back. It's Eric Erickson here, 55 after the hour. The phone number 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Let's go back to the phones. Uh, Michael, how are you? How are you, sir? Good. How are you? What's going on? Good. Quick question. Would the um, asset forfeiture argument be a Fourth Amendment argument? And second quick part to that, why do you think we're seeing such a degradation of the Fourth Amendment uh, in the last 10 to 20 years? Uh, well, you know, I think that we're probably seeing a, a degradation of the Fourth Amendment in the last 20 years, largely because uh, we've become very law and order. And people have, I think, in the last 20 years or so, uh, even before 9-11, uh, been willing to trade uh, freedom for safety and security. I mean, the Fourth Amendment is the right of the people to be secured in their persons, houses, papers, and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures shall not be violated. No warrant shall be issued probable cause. Um, now, it is the the 14th Amendment, I think, is really the big one here with civil asset forfeiture, that no one should be deprived of their uh, life, liberty, or property without due process of law. And the people are being deprived of their property without due process of law. But it all goes to the same thing. Uh, and that is that people have, for a long time, been thinking, it's not me, it's them. Uh, I'm I'm not committing a crime, so I have nothing to worry about. Uh, if those people got something taken by the government, well, by God, they must have done something wrong, whether or not they actually did. And then, oh, by the way, Mr. Government, Uncle Sam, please keep me safe. Keep me safe. Uh, that's a real problem. We have a situation in the country that really needs to be uh, tackled quickly if the courts aren't going to do it by the several legislatures of the various states and by Congress. Uh, the, Congress is afraid to act because they think that if they act, they're going to be perceived as being weak on crime. No, I think they're going to be strong on property rights. Conservatives should be leading on this issue. It is a property rights issue. Uh, and we should be standing up to people like Jeff Sessions, even though he's technically on our side, when they do stuff like this. Now, when we come back, the discrepancy between what the public is interested in and what media coverage they're getting. Good evening. It is 6.09 in Atlanta. I am Eric Erickson. This is Atlanta's Evening News on WSB. Quick check of the radar. We've got some afternoon thunderstorms firing up around Palmetto, Union City, Tyrone, Riverdale, Jonesboro on the south side. Uh, some light sprinkles around Forest Park. Uh, out towards Bremen, you got some rain. And then uh, just a little bit north of Alpharetta. 
and Ackworth, you've got some rain, but mostly clear on the radar. I want to get into some polling data that has come out this afternoon. Uh, Stephen Ratner, uh, who worked for Barack Obama, he was his uh, what cars are or whatever it was, the the task force, auto task force guy. Uh, in fact, I'm going to hit retweet on this. If you follow me on, on Twitter, you can uh, go to uh, twitter.com, E.W. Erickson, you can see this. Oh, that reminds me, if you would like to sign up for the daily email, we've had a lot of you do this uh, and gotten good feedback, sending out my email every morning now of news that you need to know to start your day, you can text, we'll make it real easy, text WSB to 444999, uh, just the letters WSB, no spaces, just WSB to 444999, uh, we'll get you signed up uh, for the daily email we send out in the mornings with all the news you need to know to get through the day until you get to my show. Uh, so Ratner has tweeted this out, media and public care about different issues. The top issues for Americans versus uh, the percentage of media coverage. So 35% of Americans care about the health care issue, which is getting 4% of media coverage. And even the health care thing, you know, you got to be careful how you interpret this because uh, there are some Americans who care about it because they're afraid Republicans are going to kill them. And there are some Americans who care about it because they're mad that Republicans aren't going to keep their promises. So that goes both ways. But the American public, they're focused on health care and it's only getting 44% of media coverage. Now, 13% of Americans care about jobs, and that's only getting 1% of media coverage. 11% of Americans care about terrorism. That's getting 6% of media coverage. 10%, this one's telling, 10% of Americans care about immigration. And that's getting 0% of coverage. Now, this one's interesting. 10% of Americans care about climate change, and... It's getting 10% of the media coverage out there. Hmm. 4% of Americans care about taxes. That's getting no coverage by the media. And then there's this one. 6% of Americans care about Russia. It's getting 75% of the media coverage. Let me say that again. 6% of Americans say the Russia situation is their top issue, but it's getting 75% of the media's coverage. That should tell you everything you need to know right there. You, you see, as I mentioned yesterday, I got the election last year wrong. A lot of people did. Most of the pundit class did. And so I don't know that any of us should be offering predictions for what's going to happen here on out. But there are a lot of people who are still convinced they know what's going to happen. They're convinced that after the election of Donald Trump, suddenly everything reverted to mean, everything reverted to normal, everything reverted to the way it was. And so they see Donald Trump, they see the ongoing media fight against Donald Trump, and they think, ah, the Democratic wave is coming. I'm not so sure. And there's some other data in there they need to consider. Before we get to it, though, we need to go check with Mark McKay, who's out there checking traffic for us on 285. Thank you, sir. So, you know, there's there are a number of data points out there that we should pay attention to. Yes, the Democrats did raise $3 million more than the Republicans uh, in the last uh, month 
for the the congressional committees, the NRCC, the National Republican Congressional Committee, the DCCC, Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee, the Democrats DCCC raised three million more dollars. John Ossoff raised a whole lot of money, and he is not a congressman. Where did John Ossoff go anyway? He's disappeared. Has he gotten married yet? Are they on their honeymoon? But yeah, the Democrats may have raised more money, but look at the other data points. If the election were held today, Donald Trump would win again. Did you know that? I mean, I didn't know that. And, you know, I keep up with the media. Buried poll numbers. This was the Washington Post ABC News poll. If the election were held today, Donald Trump would win all of the counties he won last time, handing him the presidency again. It turns out Hillary Clinton is less popular and less liked than Donald Trump is. And the media has focused on the decline in popularity of Donald Trump, but they haven't put it in perspective. He would still beat Hillary Clinton. He's winning all the counties he won. In fact, Donald Trump's voters really don't care about these issues. They, they don't. And, and I hear people getting frustrated. I saw a guy I highly respect today on Twitter lamenting that, that everybody says when we raise these issues that Trump voters don't care about them. And, and I don't care. They should care. Well, they don't care. That's, that's the problem. I mean, people have been shafted by Washington so much they don't care. Look at the health care debate right now. Look at the health care debate. you got all these Republicans in Washington who have been campaigning for years on repealing Obamacare. They now have the House. They now have the Senate. They now have the White House. And they can't repeal Obamacare. And it's not the filibuster. They can't get 51 Republicans to agree. They're not even worried about 60. They can't get 51 to agree. Of course the American public is cynical. And at the same time, there's something else that's going on here as well. The media fixated on Russia and the, 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 the entertainment industry is politicizing everything. A buddy of mine just texted me, John Ossoff has moved back to London. Hmm. The media, I mean, ESPN politicizes everything. Hollywood politicizes everything. The secular left politicizes everything. The media politicizes everything. Where you eat, what you eat, how you eat, when you eat, it's all political. How many kids you have, what you drive, it's all political now. NPR running a story yesterday that that we need to have people having less kids if we want to fight global warming. Bill Nye, the idiot guy, came out today and said that old people need to kill themselves. He actually believes old people need to commit suicide to save the world the misery of climate change. He's old why doesn't he start they've politicized everything and i think what's happening here this goes to my point yesterday where we're six months in today is the sixth month anniversary of president trump becoming president six months ago today i was on the radio covering the inaugural parade We've only been at this for six months and people are exhausted. It feels like an eternity. And more and more people are just checking out. They don't care anymore. They don't care about Russia. They don't care about the Trump scandal. They don't care about what Don Jr. did or didn't do or who he met with. They're cared about getting their kids back to school. They are cared about making ends meet. They're caring about the opioid crisis and their family who are are junkies and they need help and the government's not giving them help. They're worried about the guys down the street who can't find a job and their church's resources are being taxed. They're worried about all of these things. They are not worried that some feminist is upset that Wonder Woman shaved her armpits in the movie. And yes, feminists are actually upset about that. They're not. People have more things to do in life than complain about Donald Trump. And you would never know that if you listen to the media. You would never know that if you watch the news. 
It is scandal after scandal after scandal. Trump's an idiot. His voters are racist. They're bigots. They're homophobes. You name it. You know, there's an op-ed in the New York Times today that the, the Democrats need to not even try to do outreach to the uh, Republicans. They need to ignore the, the Obama voters who voted for Trump because obviously these people were racist and just trying to ignore the fact that they were racist by voting for Barack Obama. They're terrible people. Ignore them. Go back to focusing on left-wing Democrats. There is a fight within the Democratic Party that the media does not want to cover. There is a civil war brewing within the Democratic party where there's a fight over should they make outreach to blue collar voters who they've lost or should they give them the middle finger and just go far left and the loudest voices want them to go far left but as they go far left there's an interesting thing happening polling the same polling that shows donald trump would win re-election the same polling that shows people don't care shows that voters really would like to have a congress of people who are willing to hold the president accountable and that should favor the democrats But it doesn't because the American people have decided if the Democrats were to take back Congress, it would just be a bunch of busybodies telling them how to live their lives and making them feel guilty if they didn't attach themselves and worship to the great left-wing totems of the day. If you're not for gay marriage, you're a terrible person. If you're not a vegan, you're a terrible person. If you have a large family, you're a terrible person. If you like football, you're a terrible person. God help you if you root for the Atlanta Braves or the Washington Redskins because you're a racist. People are tired of the left and their nanny state big brother politics. And as much as there are people out there who may not care for the president right now, they may not care for him, but they really hate the left. Atlanta's Evening News with Eric Erickson. Breaking local news. Kirk Mellish's accurate and dependable five-day forecast. And triple team traffic every six minutes. WSB. Twenty-six after the hour. I am Eric Erickson. This is Atlanta's Evening News on WSB. Listen, right now at Mattress Firm, you can get financing of 0% APR for six years. Zero percent APR for six years. To put that in perspective, you could get a Serta iComfort Temp Touch for as little as $37 a month for 36 months. You can take advantage of interest-free financing. You can start sleeping happy as little as $15 per month with some mattress selections and come in today and start sleeping happy on your perfect mattress. You can take advantage of this interest-free financing for six years, 72 months worth of sleeping interest-free. Call 866-780-6220 for credit costs and terms. It is subject to credit approval. The government makes me tell you all of that and the number to call. But still, if you go to Mattress Firm and you want to get a good night's sleep and you're worried about the cost of the mattress because some of them can be pricey, well, Mattress Firm is going to work with you to get you a mattress that you can afford at a price you can afford at a monthly payment if need be that you can afford to make sure you get your best night's sleep. And I got to tell you, after a decade of sleeping on the same mattress, you need a new mattress. Now, I realize you can get online and you can get a mattress sight unseen from China that claims to be made in the USA when it may not be. And it sucks all of the air out of the room when you open up the package and this foam pad expands and you can get them from all sorts of different places on the Internet. And they're probably all made in the same sweatshop in China. I have no idea. But nonetheless, you could do that or you go check out a mattress for yourself. Lay eyes on the one that you want at Mattress Firm, and in some cases get same-day delivery. You might want to consider doing that. Let's go back to the phones, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Bill and Tucker, thank you very much for being so patient with me. Welcome. Hey, Eric, how you doing? Good, how are you? Doing good, doing good. You know, it's a great time since uh, uh, 
the Attorney General Sessions has recused himself from the from the Trump thing that for Trump to get rid of him because I think it's time. He hasn't done any of the things that we're supposed to go after Hillary. We've got all these other crimes. He's recused himself, you know, almost immediately, and now he's off on this. We're going to let people steal other people's stuff for driving through their jurisdiction, and that's what he's fixated on. I, I just think it's time to rep- to let him go. Listen, I, I am in this boat as well with the Secretary of State, who I just am increasingly thinking Tillerson is worthless, having reauthorized the Iran deal the president campaigned against. Yeah, I mean, uh, you, you can when you start a, a new business, you hire some people. There's usually, you know, you start right away, these guys aren't going to work out, that guy's not going to work out. I think you pick two of them right off the bat. I don't know particularly about Tillerson, but I do know that this deal with Sessions and his just absolutely, we expected him to go after these crimes that were actually committed and ignore the media. But instead, he's on this, this is a side, total sidetrack out of nowhere body slam to the people well and, and you know and, and bill i gotta let you go there i appreciate it because i got a hard break here but it, you know the other thing is that it's just it's an inability to clean house within the department of justice there are still so many trump or obama people there it's crazy It's 39 after the hour. I am Eric Erickson. This is WSB's Atlanta Evening News. The phone number 404-872-0750-1800. WSB Talk. Just a reminder, Mark Aram and the gang are going to be at the Gwinnett Braves game. For those of you idiots who have been going to the SunTrust Stadium for the Gwinnett Braves game, you're doing it wrong, and you're the reason that they're screwing up the name and trying to come up with something else. Go to the right stadium that is not the sun trust stadium i hope i've made that clear for you i still can't believe they want to change the name of the gwinnett braves to something stupid because a bunch of idiots decided to go to the sun trust stadium looking for gwinnett braves game just absolutely ridiculous speaking of ridiculous and stupid usa today's brian truitt i've had several people now text me the story i was going to talk about it anyway he has written a review at USA Today of Dunkirk, which is the new Christopher Nolan movie. And the, wow. I, <laughs> um, okay. I want you to know that he's a little bit concerned that it can be disconcerting that there are no women or people of color starring in this movie and he just he, he wishes Christopher Nolan had come up with a way to change that I know I kid you not he is upset at the lack of people this is direct quote the trio of timelines can be jarring as you figure out how they all fit and the fact that there are only a couple of women and no lead actors of color may rub some the wrong way Dunkirk is a movie about the British evacuation of continental Europe in World War II. 
there were no women in charge and there were no black people in the British army on the beach at Dunkirk. I'm sorry if that offends the social justice warrior nut jobs out there, but that is a reality. And it is a stupid thing to even have to point out when you're making a historic movie. I, by the way, am sneaking out of the house tonight. Uh, There is an IMAX showing near my house. I intend to go see Dunkirk tonight. I have been waiting for this movie for a year. This in, um, what is it? Um, um, The... The new Churchill movie, there's a Gary Oldman, who's one of my favorite actors, is playing Churchill in a movie that comes out in November, and I cannot wait for this movie. It is going to be a fantastic movie. Um, Really just excited. Gary Oldman playing uh, playing Churchill. What is the name of the movie? Um, not is not our fine is it our no not our finest hour um oh what is it uh yeah darkest hour that's it darkest hour i mean i don't know if you know this or not but uh, churchill was not the guy that anyone wanted to be prime minister the king did not want churchill to be prime minister the Liberal Party did not want him to be Prime Minister. The Labor Party didn't want him to be Prime Minister. The Conservative Party didn't want him to be Prime Minister. No one wanted Churchill. And yet, the guy everyone wanted said, no, Churchill would be better than me. And so Churchill got the job. There was only one person besides Churchill who wanted Churchill to have the job. And then that guy turned out to want to appease Hitler. And before Churchill gave his very famous speech at the retreat from Dunkirk that we will never, never, never surrender, we will fight on the beaches, we will fight on the hilltops, we will fight in the cities, we will fight in the countries, we will never surrender, uh, that guy was trying to, to sue for peace with Hitler. And Churchill was having none of it. And so that Gary Oldman is playing Churchill in Darkest Hour. It comes out in November. There's already a lot of Oscar buzz about um, Oldman's performance, and there's a ton of Oscar buzz about Dunkirk. Uh, but the social justice warriors are outraged that there are no women or black people in leading roles in this movie. I, I wish I was making that up. This is another reason I think that there are a lot of people who are so frustrated with the left they may want some accountability for the president but they're not going to hand the congress over to social justice warrior nut jobs it just uh maddening not as maddening as traffic perhaps though we should go check with mark mckay thank you sir in a related story of stupidity Dana Rohrbacher, he's the Soviet apologist. He's a Republican congressman, a shameful, shameful Republican congressman who should resign. Uh, He's just a stooge for Vladimir Putin. People want to talk about the president being a stooge for Putin. Dana Rohrbacher is just a pitiful excuse for a congressman. He actually went to Hank Johnson, Cynthia McKinney, Sheila Jackson Lee territory the other day. The NASA administrator went to Congress for a budget hearing and Dana Rohrbacher wanted the NASA administrator to tell them what he knew about the ancient civilization on Mars. I'm not making that up people. This was not a, this was not Sheila Jackson Lee who wanted NASA to drive the Mars Rover over to where Neil Armstrong landed on Mars, which she actually did. 
This was not Democrat Hank Johnson from Georgia who was afraid that if we put too many soldiers on Guam, the island would literally tip over. This is a a Republican congressman from California who takes his marching orders from Moscow who actually believes that there is an ancient civilization on Mars and wanted the NASA administrator to tell Congress all about it. We are governed by fools. We are. And you know what? The voters elected the fools. So who's the fool? Eric Erickson and Atlanta's Evening News. Who is that guy? I love him. The information you need and the truth you demand every night on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Atlanta's Evening News is sponsored by Comcast Business. highlight the state of Oregon or of Oregon I guess I'm supposed to say people in Oregon only have two syllables for their state like when you go to Nevada people in Nevada expect you to tell them that they live in Nevada so the people in Oregon they hail their state as a liberal paradise with euthanasia abortion on demand uh, they're headed towards legal marijuana recreational marijuana vote by mail They've taken children away from a couple, and the sole basis for doing so is that the state of Oregon has decided that the couple doesn't have a high enough IQ to have kids. Now, for perspective, you should know that uh, while both of them do have low IQs, um, have moderate learning disabilities to major learning disabilities, the, um, the woman has the higher IQ, And she won custody from her ex-husband of twins. And so the twins haven't been taken away. But she and the new husband have two children. I don't know that they're even married. They're living together, though. It's rather confusing. And the state has taken both of the kids away because the parents are too dumb to raise kids. Uh, There are social welfare advocates who say they, they definitely have learning disabilities, but they're not incapable of raising children. And, you know, this is where we're headed as a brave new world in liberal utopia. I mean, you you scratch a liberal just lightly enough and you'll see their inner Hitler come out. I mean, these people are totalitarian uh, Stalinist Nazis in so many cases. I mean, you got Bill Nye, the, the science guy out there saying old people need to die. Now, you've got environmental groups wanting to limit the number of children you can have and introduce abortion, forced abortion around the world to to mitigate population because of global warming and stuff. This is just horrible that people can have their kids taken away because the state decides with no guidelines even that they're not smart enough to have kids. Just really a terrible tragedy out there. You keep that in mind when people praise the liberal paradise of Oregon, Oregon, however you want to say it.